Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. Thanks for joining me on the ninth day of the month of March. It is Wednesday. That means two drops on the podcast platform. One is this one, the DDP, Deeper Daily, the little shorter version where we walk through the Word. We're going to do that in a moment in Genesis 35. The other is our midweek Bible study, which we do on Tuesday nights from Flowery Branch, Georgia. We put that up on Wednesday. Sometime during the day, you'll be able to find it wherever you get your podcast. If you like the video version, and we do have uh, the screen with scriptures and other statements and quotes and things we put up for our group that's in the room, you can see all of that on video at YouTube PWM, or just go to the website, paulwhiteministries.com. We are walking through the Sermon on the Mount. I have had such fun digging into the different things Jesus talks about in that sermon, and we're running all over the place with that. We've currently been working on the Lord's Prayer for a little while and seeing uh, where we land and uh, trying to understand a little bit more about the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray and what does that mean. And Anyway, check it out. I hope you will enjoy it. Today, Genesis 35, I want to bring out a couple of elements from this chapter, a chapter that um, takes us to the end of Isaac's journey. Isaac will die at the end of this chapter and then leads into 36, which is essentially a chapter full of genealogy. Then, then the story will pick back up in 37. So needless to say, I'm, I'm not into teaching you genealogies top to bottom. So we're going to jump past 36 and get into the stories of 37 tomorrow. For today, two things I see in Genesis 35 that I really want to focus on. One is the fact that Jacob finally goes back to Bethel. Bethel, meaning in the Hebrew, house of God. It is the place in which he first encountered God in the vision or the dream where the angels were going up and down the ladder to heaven. He woke up in the morning and he said, Surely the presence of the Lord was in this place and I did not know it. And he made an altar there and he called the place Bethel, house of God. And he made a promise to God in which if God would bless him and bless, bring him home and bless his family and give him all that he needed, then Jacob would make God his God. And we pointed out how it's a condition on Jacob's part. Listen, you do this and I'll do this. And God accepts God takes care of Jacob through all the ups and the downs, through all of Jacob's cheating. But God, who is taking care of Jacob, is not content to leave Jacob as he is. And so let's not confuse the fact that you and I are new covenant believers wrapped up in an inheritance and receiving the goodness of God based on none of our works, but all based on him. And yet God is still working on us. So it's not really proper to say, well, you're in the new covenant, so you're perfectly fine. No, you're in the new covenant. His his covenant is perfectly fine, and your inheritance is secure. But let's not act like we're perfectly fine. Jacob receives everything God promised, and yet God goes to work to change Jacob into Isaac, or into Isaac, into Israel. And so you and I are in a process where the Holy Spirit is working on us and in us and through us, Every day, as we walk this out, as we talk to him, as we allow him to do his work, we are being transformed into his image from glory to glory. Uh, that's That's the process. As we wander 
through this world. We'll go into situations that cause us problems. We'll deal with them. The Father will help us. We'll deal with the consequences. We'll move on. Sometimes we have to go back to Bethel. Jacob is called to go back to the place where he had his initial encounter. In the interim, he's had a lot of things happen. At the end of, or uh, in chapter 34, he had a lot of terrible things happen. That was that Dinah incident we talked about yesterday. So sometimes you have to go back. The only way to go forward is to go back. Go back to the God you met. Go back to the Jesus you fell in love with. If you've shrouded God in religious lingo, and you've made him distant and hard to please, go back. Go back to the moment where you met Jesus and you fell in love with him because you found out he was in love with you. Go back to why you believed in him in the first place and be honest with what you really believed in. If you're finding it difficult to believe in him now, then I would ask you, what was it you believed in when you met him? What changed? What changed along the way? And so go back to figuring out what it was you believed in and maybe be honest, what was it that caused you to stop believing that? When we return to Bethel, we're not taking steps backwards on our faith. We're taking steps towards a greater understanding of ourselves and of our history. So go back to those roots and see what happens. And as he goes back, Genesis 35, 14, he set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering on it, and he poured oil on it, and he called the name of the place where God spoke to him, Bethel. Notice he builds an altar, but he doesn't kill anything, because an altar is not where something goes to die. An altar is where something is honored. Jacob kills nothing, but Jacob honors God. Now, an altar can be the place where something dead is offered, but you don't kill the sacrifice on the altar. You kill the sacrifice off the altar and then put it on the altar. It's offered up already sacrificed. Here's the other thing, and this, maybe it, maybe I should take longer to talk about this, but I feel like this is sort of the sum up of so much of what we've said about Jacob. Look at 20, let me read for you 20 through 22 of Genesis 35. Jacob set a pillar on her grave. This is Rachel, because Rachel has died, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eder. And it happened, when Israel dwelt in that land, that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard about it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. Now, did you hear all of those? I'm not even worried about the content. Just listen to the names. Twenty. Jacob set up a pillar. Twenty-one. Israel journeyed. 22. Israel dwelt in the land. Israel heard about it. The sons of Jacob were 12. Jacob and Israel are the same person. One verse, he's Jacob. The next verse, he's Israel. The next verse, he's Israel, Israel, and Jacob. What's happening? I think there's a transition that happens in the life of Jacob in which he starts to live out being Israel. But sometimes he still lives out being Jacob. There's a transition and this will, we're going to find this again in 37 tomorrow when we watch Jacob deal with Joseph. One verse he's Jacob, one verse he's Israel. And I think it's that we come into our change slowly. Let the Holy Spirit do it. See you tomorrow. God bless.